0: Today's message is simply entitled, Living with Integrity. Living with Integrity. Today I want to talk with you about something that it, it should interest us all. Um, integrity, it means uh, something that, that it, about us in the sense that we are trustworthy, uh, dependable, and that our character is above reproach. Listen, whether or not you think so or not, your integrity may be the most important thing that you can actually control. I want you to hear that. This isn't one of those things that you have to just um, go, well, hey, that's totally out of my hands. No, this is, this is in your, your hands, okay? This integrity deal. Because, um, uh, but it also is a matter of you putting your life in God's hands because um, you. I want to make that disclaimer. You can't do this just as you can't do a lot of things without God's help. But I guarantee if you were to start thinking about some people that you've known that um, had fortune, had fame, had, if you want to kind of say, everything going for them, and yet they lacked one thing that took everything that seemingly mattered to them away, and that is integrity. Integrity matters a whole lot. Listen, I wonder today if someone was, was to ask those who truly know you best, because again, if I, don't, if I don't know you as well as someone else, someone else reserves more that right to, to give the impressions of who you are. I wonder what the people who know you best would say about you. Not, not all that you've done or not done in life, but who you are. Because integrity, integrity is about who you are as a person. Integrity means this, that if our private life were suddenly exposed, that we'd have no reason to be ashamed or embarrassed. Now listen, if you were to just send a recorder around with Craig Crosby all the time, sure, there would be some moments where you're like, that's the preacher, okay? So I, I'll get to that in a minute, how we, we've got to understand that it's not about perfection. But listen, integrity means that our outward life is consistent with our inner convictions. For any true believer in Jesus Christ, it simply means this, because I, I think every Christian, if you call yourself a Christ follower, you should, you should have the highest bar of integrity, not as the world calls integrity, because that doesn't take a whole lot. It doesn't take a whole lot to be above average, okay? You just need to breathe and not get in jail tomorrow, okay? I, I mean, I, this is honest to God truth. Most people think I'm joking when I tell people. I said, listen, if you're, I mean, I'll randomly say this to people like you are part of another church. I said, if your pastor, if he practices half of what he preaches, if he doesn't embezzle money and he doesn't run off with the church secretary, I said, you got you a doggone good one, get back to that church, I'm really not joking. That's my way of just kind of having small talk to say, listen, I understand that even plenty of pastors do not walk the walk, even though they may be loud and talking the talk. I ask you, are you walking the walk? Billy Graham once said this. He said, integrity means that a person is the same on the inside as he or she claims to be on the outside. He is the same person alone in a hotel room a thousand miles from home as he is at work or in his community or with his family. A man of integrity can be trusted. And by the way, Billy Graham was known as, as, as one that had such a high bar of integrity that as he traveled all over the world to preach, he would have someone else go in to check underneath the beds of his hotel room just to make sure no one was planted in there. That's pretty high-level integrity. And to be honest with you, that's, that's, I have to say this in tribute to my parents. That was the kind of integrity that was instilled in me at a very young age. My parents might not have done every single thing perfectly because we know nobody does. But, but it was very much impounded that, hey, you know what? You need to be who you say you are trying to be. And you need to seek to practice what you preach. I want us to look at, at what God's Word says about integrity. Because it's not just a matter of do's and don'ts, it is a matter of life. Listen, this could change some of your lives just by you embracing the significance of integrity. First of all, let's look at this. What is integrity? I'm going to use many different ways to, to, to explain that. First of all, integrity is not about being perfect, but being honest. Integrity is not about being perfect, but being honest. Oftentimes, I want you to understand, I, I choose to be transparent with you just so you're like, hey... That's just another hillbilly. That's just another guy who really understands the struggle. That's that's just another guy who's not perfect. He's just seeking to be honest. Listen, if you were to look up the most common definition of integrity, it would say this. Integrity is the quality of being honest. It is the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. When it comes to God's expectations of you, he doesn't expect you to be perfect because he already knows you're not but he wants you to seek to be honest with him and with them. Proverbs 12, says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. I don't want to ask you to raise your hand, because i got a feeling we'll all start sinning in here. But um, just ask yourself, do you like liars? I've never had a liar that if it impacted me that I liked. Okay. I didn't say I didn't love them, but, but it, it, it's, it's just something about it. There's nothing, there's nothing hurts you more than if someone's saying something untruthful about you or someone that you love and you know it's not truth, and yet you can't stop them from sharing that. fact, listen, by the way, integrity is all about not going Kung Fu Panda on them, okay? Sometimes, you, listen, two wrongs don't make a right. That doesn't mean you jump in the ring and you're like, listen, let me tell you something else that I can make up. So, it's not about being perfect. It's about being honest. Secondly, integrity is not just about what man sees, but what God knows. Integrity is not just about what man sees, but what God knows. Listen, man, they only see from the floor seat. Okay? God sees from the box seat, the sky seat. What people see are no or believe about you, that is your reputation. What God knows to be true about you, that is your integrity. I want you to hear this. This will set some of you free. Don't worry near as much what other people think as much as what does God think about it. Amen. Amen. So you can, you can live with a God conviction, but if you just feel judged, then that, that's not, that's not a, a great way. Nobody wants to feel that way. Let God be your final judge. Let God be the final judge of other people, too. I've, I've learned a lot of that. I think we all have during COVID. We just had to realize everybody's at a different place, okay? God doesn't have to like us all to love us all. He loves us all. Listen, man just has the images that they see in your life, maybe in their moments, or what they feel like they hear on the street. But listen, God sees everything in full view. Psalm 139, verse 1 through 3, the psalmist says, You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. You know why it's impossible to hide anything? Because God has 24-7 full surveillance. Sometimes when I think on that, I'm like, okay, my Lord Jesus. Jesus. But that keeps us in check. Listen, let God be your greatest accountability partner. Don't don't let your integrity just be based on what people see or don't see. Let your integrity be based on God seeing everything in full view. And is it pleasing to him? Listen, everything we do, it is either pleasing to him or not. It is either glorifying to him or not. It either points people to Jesus or it makes them say, hey, I want anything but what they've got. But thirdly, integrity, is not just about your actions, but your heart condition. Integrity, it's not just about actions, it's a heart condition. Listen, integrity is not an event, it is not an occasional thing, like, hey, you know what, let's get our church on, okay? I'm speaking to church people, okay? Uh, most of you, guarantee you, majority of you know, you know enough to be dangerous. In fact, I could pencil again to preach next week, Okay? And I would be pretty confident that you would, you would have some good stuff to, to share. But I want you to understand, integrity is not an event, neither is worship. They both are a lifestyle. A lifestyle. True integrity can only exist when there has been a true heart change. Otherwise, the change doesn't stay. You see? The change was conditional. The change was based on wanting to upgrade your reputation instead of live with integrity. The lasting commitments that people make to Christ are not the are not the commitments they make to me or to you, but the, the commitments they make to Him. I've um had the privilege of three weddings in seven days, okay? I've been seeing a lot of I do's. I've been having dreams about I do's, guys. You know, whoever's next. But, you know, you make the the statement at a wedding that, hey, you know what, you're making this commitment before God family and friends. Yes, it matters about family and friends and others knowing your confession, but what really matters is when you understand that you're speaking this commitment to God. 1 Samuel 16, 7 says, The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. God is wanting you to understand what he's concerned most is not whether or not you have things going perfect in your life. Take that pressure off of you. But do you have a right heart? Is your heart in alignment with him? Because listen, until your life, until your heart's aligned with him, it can't be aligned with others. Your integrity, I want you to write this down, is the, it is the very core of who you are. Your integrity is the very core of who you are. It's not your state of doing, it's your state of being. With my first church, I had... Um, Four couples that, that, that pursued me with my first church saying, hey, don't go start that church in, in, um, in Somerville. Pastor, let's, let's do this right here in St. George. And so we got to impact many, many lives and saw many people come to Christ. And, but when we were first starting the church, um, I, 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 I had them meet with me um, every Friday night for three months. You know, listen, by the way, you know somebody's really wanting something bad if they're showing up every Friday night. Okay, we all know. We don't, I don't give up my Friday or Saturday nights easily. And um, uh, I was teaching on some stuff that was just fundamental. And a gentleman said, he said, um, he said, we don't need to hear all this. We're all a bunch of doers. And I quickly said, even though this person was 20, 25 years older than me, because, again, you can say something in a respectful manner. I said, well, what God's telling me is to send everybody back because God's looking for beers. He's not looking for doers. See, most people, you get raised in church, trust me, I understand. I was a pastor's kid all my life. I'm still recovering. <laughs> um, I always, always joke. I'm like, listen, uh, the longer you tell me you've been in church, the more I know we need to have a detox class, okay? Um, I've been detoxing for years myself, just on, on, okay, well, how do I take the good stuff as well as just move from a state of doing to, to being? But, but sometimes we, we want to equate our spiritual um, uh, depth by all the things that, that we might do. And I want you to understand, if you've got the Holy Spirit living in your life and you've got, God's got your full attention and your full pledge of your heart, you are living with the utmost commitment. And your your core is integrity. Yeah, around here, again, we don't, we don't equate what you do or you don't do as to whether or not you love the Lord. I believe many of you love the Lord. I believe many of you are trying. In, in fact, I, I don't think anybody shows up with all the other options that you'd have, 9.15 on a Sunday morning, other than those who are saying, okay, I'm genuinely trying to seek the Lord. I tell you, when I say, when I say that always impresses me, it does. Um, I'm, not a, I'm not an early riser, by the way. You know, I used to joke, and I said, Jesus isn't even up by 9. But there's so much more than that of whether we come to church or whether we give an offering or whether we, we have a position it's does God have your heart? I want you to write that down and I want you to ask yourself, does God have your heart? Cause that'll change you from you can be a good man and not a godly man. Amen. Amen. And by the way, I've been good before and not godly. All you needed to do was go ask my wife. Matthew 12, 35, Jesus says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. I guess marriage is just on my mind. I can promise you this. You bring two people in to talk with me over marriage counsel or anything else, all that needs to happen for there to be genuine, lasting change and for things to all of a sudden flip and, and do a 180 is, is for two people to be able to give God their heart as well as seek to love one another in an understanding way. That's a challenge. We all know that as married people. Oftentimes, when things have ever changed in my, in my marriage, since my wife is way closer to perfect than me, uh, it's not been about her changing because she didn't really have much she needed to change. It was about my heart changing. Does your heart need to change about some things? Because, by the way, if all you do is... If, 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 you, if the things in your life only make you bitter... Don't expect better. you got to let go. you got to let God. you gotta let, You got to let God heal you, hold you, help you. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Listen, your heart condition will always determine your life condition. But fourthly, integrity. It is not just about what you feel, but what is right. Integrity is not about what you feel. About what is right. Now, listen, sometimes mixed with the Holy Spirit's conviction in your life, um, faith can be a feeling. But you never want your feelings to guide your faith. You want your faith to guide your feelings because sometimes, listen, you don't feel too happy. Sometimes I mean exactly what I ever tell you from the pulpit. This is how I feel. But that still doesn't mean that I'm letting my feelings guide my faith. Listen, too often our God is actually our gut. We've never been um, given permission to determine our own right from wrongs. Um, I've talked about this before, but I want you to hear this. One thing our culture really struggles with is absolute truths, okay? No one wants to be narrow-minded, and so they go, hey, you know what? There's a million ways to the same God, and there may be millions of broken roads, but there's only one Savior, and that's Jesus Christ. Okay, there's only one word, and that's the word of God. Amen. But oftentimes, the the longer we go on, everybody wants to say, "Well, it just doesn't make sense to me." Listen, the truth doesn't have to make sense to you to be the truth. Integrity is about saying and doing the right thing, no matter what, no matter who else decides to do it. By the way, my greatest resolve probably happened when I was 18 years of age. I gave my life to Christ 10 or 11 years of age, but but at 18, when God suddenly called me into ministry. Um, I didn't look around and say, well, hey, who's doing this? Who's doing that? I just felt like the only person in the room, and God was speaking to me, and I needed to, I needed to co- totally surrender. And, and I've been seeking to live a life of surrender ever since then, but it's all of this time. It's taken all of this time to keep, keep learning, well, what does that look like? Guess what? You wake up today, you try to die a little so you can live life to the fullest in Christ. Every day is that. I don't worry about what someone else is going to do. I really genuinely mean this. I believe so much in the need for this church, for instance, and my call to have ever started this church eight years ago that I mean it genuinely when I told you right now, if we lost everybody tomorrow, I'd try to say, hey, can at least five of you stick around? Let's start it over and get it right. Because, again, it, I can't let my feelings about something dictate my commitment to my Savior. 2 Corinthians 8.21 says, for we are taking pains to do what is right, not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. It's not that you don't care what other people think. Listen, who wants a bad reputation? But you, you, you're focused most on what does God think because listen, you get that alignment right, he'll get the other right. Proverbs 21.3 says, to do what is right and just is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Listen, the Lord wants your heart and your life. God doesn't just want you to say what is right, he wants you to do what is right. Philippians 4.8 says finally brothers and sisters, whatever's true, whatever's noble, whatever's right, think about such things. Billy Graham said this, yeah, I, I, I was blown away how much Billy Graham had written about integrity. He said this, integrity is the glue that holds our way of life together. What our young people need to see and wanna see in their elders is integrity, honesty, truthfulness, and faith. What they hate most of all is hypocrisy and phoniness. Let them see us doing what we would like them to be doing. And by the way, we all know, we cannot tell our children that something is of value to us if they don't see it as a value to us. And we've all had those things hit us before. I've got a, I I don't know about you parents, but I mean, you know, you know how, once these kids get older, they get a little smarter. And um, I mean, I've, I've I've said plenty of I'm I'm sorry, or hey, you know, I know I missed the mark on this, or I missed the mark on that. Because sometimes you got to make it right. Bring you to number five: integrity. It is not just about what others say, but what God says. I want you to really hear this one. It's probably the heartbeat. It's not about what others say, but what God says. If we call ourselves devoted followers of Christ, then we have to be just like Christ, live to please him, live to hear his voice, and obey his voice. Well, guess what? The primary way that God speaks, number one way God speaks to you every day, whether you listen to it or not, is his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture, it is inspired by God, it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives, it corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us to do what is right. I understand that the world's values are confusing. God's word isn't. And, and, and don't worry about the chaos as we know is life. Worry about what does the word of God say. The more you learn God's word, the more you will understand God's will. Listen, if something contradicts God's word, then it's not God's will. You don't even need to, listen, we don't even need to pray about it. Soon as you said, I know God wants me to do this, but, well, we could pray about that, that you'll do what you're talking about. Listen, it's not up for debate, though nor does our opinion change the truth. Too many times we create our own relative truth and we refuse to accept God's absolute truth. We can't say, as we have on our currency, in God we trust, while continuing to reject the word of God and the will of God every single day. Listen, everybody wants the blessing, but not everybody wants to take the blessed path that leads to the blessing. John 14, 15, Jesus says, if you love me, You will obey my commandments. Billy Graham said, God's standard is expressed in the Bible, and the ultimate example of that standard is Jesus Christ. And when we live by the truth, we possess integrity. Listen, how are you going to live integrity? With integrity, you're going to seek to truth, and you're going to seek to live that truth. But number six, integrity. It's not just about principles, but about God's promises, It's not just about principles, but God's promises. So often, we sell the word of God short because we act as if it's just a matter of do's and don'ts. No, it's blessing. Anything God asks of you comes with greater reward than anything else that you could choose to do. Choosing to live with true integrity brings the guarantee of God's promise. I know people don't like to use this term because it sounds very churchy. You don't hear me talk about it a whole lot. But there is such a thing as the favor of God. Okay? Um, any of us in life, if you act like you don't have some people that are more of a favorite to you or you, 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 you like a little more than other people, uh, if, you don't, if you can't claim that on some, well, I'm going to tell you right now, listen, I, like my granddaddy said, he said, we got all kinds, some of them we can do without. But the bottom line is I love everybody. But I like sometimes the way certain people do things a little more than others. Well, God loves everybody, but he's not in favor of a lot of things that a lot of people do. Listen, just because God's allowing certain things to continue on in someone's life does not mean that that person's getting away with murder. I want to remind you of that. Don't ever take God's position um, as your position. Scripture is pretty clear. God cannot be mocked. A man will, will, will reap what he sows, but so will we. Listen, if you, if you, if you sow good, you will, you will reap that harvest. If you, if you sow things that are meaningless, you will reap that harvest. Listen, you can be sure that God is on your side when you can truly, in your heart, and again, you can start this today. God, from this moment forward, I want to honor you with every step I take. Listen, as you seek to honor the Lord, he will honor you, he will give you favor, he will give you his full blessing. Psalm 15, verses 1 through 5, I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. It says, O Lord, who may dwell continually on your hill? He who walks with integrity and strength of character and works righteousness and speaks and holds truth in his heart. He does not slander with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. In his eyes, an evil person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord and obediently worship him with awe-inspired reverence and submissive wonder. He keeps his word even to his own disadvantage. Listen, sometimes to do the right thing can cost you something. It can make you have to feel awkward. It can make you feel like you're singled out, but the truth will still set you free. It says, he keeps his word even to his own disadvantage, does not change it for his own benefit. He does not take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things will never be shaken. Listen, it doesn't say that having integrity doesn't mean you don't deal with difficult stuff. In fact, you could sometimes deal with with more difficult stuff because of that retaliation. Anytime you're not going with the, with the crowd and you're walking, taking up your cross, you're in a minority, okay? At best, at best, maybe 10% of, of society would, would really not be trying to go with the flow. Listen, God's word says that integrity, it will stabilize your life, it will anchor your life because it means that you're building your life on God's unchanging truth and you have God's complete blessing. No matter who you are. If you're in Christ and if you're seeking to live in the truth, then your life will make a difference, and the reward, whether you get those rewards in this life or not, will be far greater than you can imagine. I want to look at, we, as we wrap up things, about, about what you miss out on when you don't have integrity. But these are also things you can have if you have integrity. Number one, without integrity, you can't have God's full peace. Without integrity, you can't have God's full peace. Claiming one thing, doing another, will never give you God's peace. Now, if you're a child of God, if you're a true believer in Christ, the Bible says you have the Holy Spirit living within you. And guess what that Holy Spirit does? It brings conviction. You cannot be knowing that you're living a lie or you're treating people wrong or you're doing things blatantly that are not in God's will and not have the conviction of God. You cannot have the peace of God when you know that you're not in the will of God. That's as clear a gospel as I can tell you. Proverbs 3, 1 through 2 says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Listen, knowingly, not living in God's will affects both your peace and I would even say more than the sleep number bed, which I would love to get one of, (laughs) it's going to affect your sleep. Proverbs 3, 24 says, When you lie down, you will not be afraid when you lie down. Your sleep will be sweet. Listen, if I know, this is really how I try to live my life each day. If I know today I dealt with anything um, best I could that God wanted me to deal with, I said anything that God wanted me to say, did anything, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay up until I've done whatever I felt like God wanted me to do, even if that's reach out to somebody. If, if God tells me, I've had people before, I text at two in the morning because God put them on my heart, and they're like, how would you know? And, and, and listen, it's just a matter of, of trying to stay obedient, try, stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading your life. And, uh, but when you know God's pleased with you, you can have peace because you've got peace with God because the one that's greater than all and knows all, he's okay with you. But secondly, without integrity, you can't have God's full blessing. You can't have God's full blessing. God will not bless those who are full of lies, who are full of deception, and who lack integrity. And it doesn't matter. Listen, by the way, it doesn't matter where you go, your integrity or your lack of integrity goes with you. And you will not have the favor of God over you. Proverbs 11:20 says, the Lord detests people with crooked hearts, but he delights in those with integrity. I want to say this, though. I don't have to wait for the invitation to say this part. If not for the grace of God, where would we be? I want you to understand God's forgiveness is always there. He's just going to um, do no different than you would want to do with one of your children. You don't, wanna, you don't want to um, give your blessing over decisions that you don't believe in or agree with or believe that they're right. Yeah, I can tell you right now, one of those parents, for any hardness I would ever be on you, I'd be ten times hard on my own child. Not in a preachy type way. I'm just saying in general. I'll be the first one. I'll be like, listen, yeah, that was my child. I don't know why it was on the front page of the paper. But I want you to understand, listen, struck, it struck. things happen in life even to good people, and I want you to understand that integrity can keep you grounded and integrity can cover a multitude of, of hardships and, and, and you know things that you wish didn't happen. God will cover you. God will bless you if you just stick to seeking to do the way he would want to do. Even if you messed up before, by making things right, embracing his full forgiveness, he throws your sins as far as the east is from the west. And you say, hey, from this moment forward, God, I want to learn from the past, but I want to live for you in the present and towards the future. Listen, you're different. You're different. Your integrity is intact. Doesn't mean that yesterday's um, consequences might not still be there. But listen, you all, you're under God's favor. You know, I hear sometimes people say, well, listen, you know, I've already got this working against me, that working against me, this working against me. You know, I might as well keep going. I've been living this way all my life. No. That's what the devil wants you The devil loves to tell you you've gone too far, that you can't turn around. You can turn around. God can turn you around. Proverbs 28.6 says, better the poor whose walk is blameless than the rich whose ways are perverse. By the way, some of the most um, people that have the deepest faith are the people that, that, that can barely got two dimes to scrape together. I find that sometimes it is a great challenge for people who are extremely wealthy to even realize their extreme need for God. Psalm eighteen twenty-five says, to the faithful, you show yourself faithful. To those with integrity, you show integrity. Listen, you can count on God. The question is, could God count on you? Matthew 5, 8 says, God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Listen, you cannot see God. You cannot experience God to the fullest without a pure heart. The Bible is very clear. You know that verse that everybody likes? It says, hey, for I know the plans I have for you. Their plan is not to harm you, but to give you a hope in the future. Well, make sure you don't miss the other verses that says, listen, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. You know what that means? When you get real. Not when you show the pastor anything or show anybody around anything. You don't owe me anything. You just, when God knows your heart is right, things will be right. And you will have that, that blessing and that peace of knowing that. But thirdly, without integrity, you can't have God's full protection You can't have God's full protection. A man or woman's integrity is like a protective shield. It keeps you where God wants you to be, doing what God wants you to do. And by the way, I've learned this, that even when my integrity is is in danger, it seems... I have learned I do not have to fight for myself. The God who made me and the God who's with me will fight for me. And some of you need to hear that. You don't have to fight for yourself in a court. You don't have to fight for yourself. Just let God speak the truth in and through your life. Listen, God promises to watch over those who keep taking the next right step. Proverbs 11.3 says, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Psalm 1.6 says, for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. The moment that you allow the, the, yourself to just become ugly and, and bitter inside, it, it's all it's going to lead you to is being um, less satisfied. All it's going to do is lead to greater disappointment. But last but not least, without integrity, you can't experience God's full closeness. You can't experience God's full presence and closeness. Listen, too many professing believers, they, um, I've heard people before say, listen, me and Jesus got our own thing going. I understand, everybody, if you've got to walk with the Lord, we've got a unique thing. But you don't get to call the shots. You don't, you don't, it, when we come into a relationship with God, we're not coming for him to align with us. We're coming to him to say, listen, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Listen, the truth is you can't come close to a holy God without genuine repentance, which means this, you got to own the sin in your life. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly having to go through that list. I got a long one. I cannot draw closer to God without making things right without acknowledging my sin, asking the Lord to forgive me of my sin, and choosing to turn from my way and the devil's way and turn to him. Psalm 15.1, I read it earlier. It says, O Lord, who may dwell continually on your holy hill? He who walks with integrity. Psalm 41.12 says, Because of my integrity, you uphold me and you set me in your presence forever. If you desire to walk closely with God, which is the only way to live with integrity. you got to come clean with God. you got to come clean with God. That's not a confession to us. Maybe you will have to have somebody that you need to get that off your chest, but it's a confession to God. I can't tell you how many times I've said, Lord, please forgive me. Now, I used, I used to, when I was younger, I got, even as a preacher's kid, I got saved every other week. I was like, Lord, I don't think I'm saved because I keep failing. And then I understood, listen, no, it's, it's by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone that you're saved. But it's also by grace and continuing to lean in and lean on the Lord that you're able to live with integrity. Listen, you are able to live with integrity not because you're good, but because he's God. And when you, and when you seek to, to come clean with him and draw close to him, the Bible says, He will draw close to you. Look at James chapter 4, verse 7 through 10. It says, Humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Come close to God, God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears. It's talking about brokenness over your sin for what you've done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up in honor. By the way, you know you're on the right track with, with, with integrity when you, your heart breaks over the things that break the heart of God. Your heart cares about the things that don't look right in his eyes. Listen, I want you to hear me today. You've got to let go of bitterness. I don't know who I'm speaking to in here, but I'm telling you that. You've got to let go of bitterness. You've got to confess your wrongdoings. You've got to reconcile things with God. But listen, that's also with others. A lot of people don't like that part. They want to get things right. They think with God and yet not go clear up some things out there. I do not have one person anywhere, anywhere. And I've been in ministry a long time, and I've had a lot of confrontations. I don't have anybody out there that's ever had anything with me or I've ever had something with them that I haven't tried to go to and make things right. Again, I'm that person. I'll run you down because I'm going, hey, I want to do my part. I want to make sure you understand I love you. I'm sorry, or hey, will you forgive me? Look at this passage Jesus says in Matthew 5, 23 through 24. So if you're presenting a sacrifice at the altar in the temple and you suddenly remember that someone has something against you, Leave your sacrifice there at the altar. Go and be reconciled to that person. Then come and offer your sacrifice to God. Listen, you are not responsible for what other people have done or are doing. You're responsible for you. Make sure your heart's right, your life's right, your steps are ordered by him. Billy Graham said this as I close. He says, unless men of purpose, integrity, and faith stand together in unswerving loyalty to Jesus Christ, the future of the world is dark indeed. I believe integrity can be restored to a society, one person at a time. The choice belongs to each of us. Hebrews 13, eight, this, this has to be our prayer. Pray for us that we have a clear conscience and desire to live honorably in every way. Would you bow your heads with me? Dear Heavenly Father, God, I, I wanna just, uh, Lord, humble myself before you. Lord, acknowledging, Lord, if not for your grace, I could never continue to preach. Lord, if not for your grace, I could never continue to have your peace and live out my purpose through you. God, thank you for your forgiveness, your mercies that are new every day. Lord, I thank you for stabilizing our hearts, Lord, when otherwise we would fall apart. Otherwise, Lord, we would just spiral here and there. God, thank you for holding us together and continuing to love us, Lord, even when we weren't loving you. God, I pray that you'd help each of us to choose to keep taking the next right step. Lord, I know the first step, Lord, for all, Lord, for any who maybe have never done it before, Lord, is to say, dear Heavenly Father, I believe in your son Jesus Christ in his death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of my sin and the promise of eternal life. Dear Lord, please forgive me. Come into my heart. Take over my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Lord, then there's, there's others, Lord, who, Lord, we, we just need to rededicate to you. Lord, we need to let you tighten up some things in our lives. Align our attitudes, our actions, our steps. God, I pray each person would would uh, decide in their heart to do whatever it is that you're impressing upon their heart. Lord, as this altar is open here in a moment, I pray each would, would feel your grace and be compelled by your love and lo- know, Lord, that you love them, but you love them too much to leave them where they are. God, give us the courage, the strength, and the wisdom to know exactly what you want us to do. God, may we become not just a... a um, uh, a, a a person that does good things but lord a church that is led by you lord give us each the integrity we need as 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 men and women boys and girls moms and dads in jesus name would you pray amen will you stand with us this altars open i'm available here should you want